Triple Whale has just launched a simple finance platform called FinHub, and I'm already loving it. One simple dashboard for all the tools and accounts you're already using, so you can gain clarity with your consolidated data, your real-time cash flow, your accrual P&Ls. It's designed to help those brands that are built on Shopify to operate smarter. So go over to triplewhale.com and check it out. How do we get you know a chocolate snack filled with waffle <laughs> cones to a customer across the states without being melted? Especially and really, that came lands on their porch at 10 a.m. and they don't get home yeah. until seven. Some e-com brands will ship it like DHL and it gets there in five, seven days. Like that's just too long. So most of our orders would get there in two days. Welcome back to Pit Stop. Joining me is Jared Steffes, the co-founder of Muddy Bites. You've probably seen him on Twitter. Hopefully, you've tasted Muddy Bites, Jared. Welcome to Pit Stop. Hey, excited to be here. So let's uh, let's do a little bit of video. So for the audio uh, audio people, which is everyone, because I haven't released a single video yet at the time of recording, <laughs> so I'm just going to alienate 100% of the population, but get a little call to action. I'll put the YouTube channel down in the description. We're going to be talking about our, our packages, because for those who don't know, I used to have a, a CPG brand, a natural dog treat. And we were pretty successful. So I, I showed Jared my my package. We're going to talk a little bit about packaging today and then really how you can you know, give you some tactical takeaways of what to do, what not to do. I know I've got a few lessons on uh, on this one that would be quite costly. So hopefully I can um, share share some some wisdom with the, the audience there. And Jared, you, you pulled out a few packs as well. So welcome to Pit Stop. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Happy to dive into it and go any direction here. Yeah. So why don't you why don't you give us a little walkthrough of your of your package and just show show us what it's what it's all about? Yeah, so Muddy Bites, we sell the bottom part of a Sunday cone as a snack. So literally just that bottom tip there with fill the chocolate. We sell just that in a bag. And so we started the idea kind of three years ago. And so even through that kind of time, we've rebranded and we've changed kind of our packaging and our, and our bags so many times that I can't even count anymore. Mm-hmm. But when we first started, we used to have like this really kind of crappy yellow and a brown. And that was really kind of our core colors was like a really weird yellow and a brown. And so we kind of found out that really kind of a few reasons or kind of lessons to that journey was, you know, as we start adding new flavors, like a white chocolate or a strawberry, Brand colors of like yellow and brown. It's just like kind of a weird combo that you add with like a strawberry red or, you know, mm-hmm. white chocolate. Maybe it's a blue or a white. And so it really kind of creates different verticals for us. So we rebrand our entire pack. And so that's what we've got here today. And, you know, if you guys go to Muddy Bites Instagram, you scroll down far enough, you'll see that old packaging. You'll see like day and night difference. Um, but really for us, it was kind of a, you know, not only from a branding perspective of changing our packaging, but like even from like a retail shelf landscape you know walking down the ship walking down the aisle you have a few seconds to capture someone's attention and i'm sure that's the same way with your with your cpg brand yep. and so with our old branding it was like this weird color and our fonts are like really hard to kind of read from a distance like we had to improve those really for the better consumer to actually be able to see that on a shelf and that yeah. was kind of one of our main lessons that we learned right away and that's one of the things that was always always really hard for for us was doing the black packaging because it's very 
very premium. It's a way to differentiate, but it's harder to see on the shelf. So that's why you have to have the the coloring and the, the red and black. It, it does pop and looks really good. But some the hardest part for me was photography, just getting it so it doesn't glare and that you could read it. That was that was a pain. Another thing was, and it, it works out well because it's a, a dog treat. It's got that little dog bone there. Oh, yeah. But people couldn't figure it out. And then the hand size for the bag was was too small for for the big barehanded people that were trying to right. do their dog a treat, which was interesting of just the stuff that you don't think about until you've done a full packaging run. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're the same way with both of those points. Colors, like our new branding now, in some light, this kind of nice little brown color, it can almost look a little orangey. And so like mm-hmm. it's even like you really don't notice that stuff until you literally have, you know, thousands of bags printed and taking photos that you're like, oh crap, like you know, maybe we got to change the the hex code a little bit or the, or, you know, change the size of it to make it a little bit wider. Cause we're in that same thing. Our old pack was like, I don't know, like a, you know, cut off an inch of this width and putting your hand in there is just nearly impossible to where you would just tear it and just dump it. And now our new size, you can actually get a hand, you know, nicer in there. So definitely those are two good points for sure. That's uh that was one. One, uh, one thing that I learned, what about on the environmental side of things? Do you have a lot of customers requesting something that's recyclable, more biodegradable? And I mean, I think most of the people listening to the the podcast are in the industry and and know the challenges of creating a biodegradable package that's also food safe and does its primary job, but also... I don't know your sales volume, but you mentioned thousands of packages, not hundreds of thousands. The cost per per unit, especially in a small run, goes up pretty yeah. high. Yeah. So I guess even a touch point on that, you know, thousands. I mean, we're definitely in the hundreds of thousands of orders. So like when you start to get from, you know, I think our very first run that we ever did was like 20,000 bags. Mm-hmm. And now we're ordering, you know, close to a million plus. And so like just the price difference from there can be anywhere from 10 cents to, you know, 20 cents. I mean, it's just, it's huge difference. And obviously if you can get up to those volumes, you can save quite a bit on your packaging. And and so it makes it a lot easier for those kind of volumes to kind of play with that. So, yeah. And I guess what was the other, can you repeat what that first part of that question was? Oh, if... uh, The biodegradable. Yeah. If you have customers who want more eco-friendly packaging. Yeah. So in our three years or so of actually building the brand, we've actually at least from what I know, we've actually never had a customer ask us really, Hey, is your, you know, can we recycle your packaging? And we've honestly never had that. Um, the other part that's a little bit difficult, especially with food and for us is we have a different layer inside of the packaging for chocolate. Mm-hmm. It almost acts as like a, like a weather or not a weather, but like a heat layer for us, well, especially if, during the, if it's during in, the truck, in this, like in the South and the States, it's getting, pretty toasting there for and that's something that i didn't even think about was yeah this last summer especially was i think the hottest or one of the hottest summers that the states has ever had between even from like iowa to florida to new york like it was just warm everywhere um and so like for us especially shipping d to c it's like how do we get you know a chocolate snack filled with popcorns <laughs> to a customer across the states without being melted Especially and really that came lands on their porch at 10 a.m. and they don't get home yeah. until seven. Yeah. And so like for us, for two, you know, kind of ship getting into the logistics of it, for us, it was really kind of two verticals. Number one, ship it there faster. 
you know, some e-com brands will ship it like DHL and it gets there in five, seven days. Like that's just too long. So most of our orders would get there in two days. I think our average was 2.2. Um, so we can get it there faster. And then in all of our like post delivery emails, we would say, Hey, your package is just delivered. It does contain chocolate. So try to get it in as soon as possible, whether you can, or if you can have a friend or family go grab it, like we try to kind of limit that. And of course, if a package did melt, we would always make it right with the consumer just because we can help build that relationship to help them come back in the future. Yeah, I know. I think that's smart. And it's something to, to consider for, for anyone listening is the value of two day shipping on your product of just spending less days in transit, it's just less chances for something to go to go wrong. Yeah. And even with that, it's like in the world that we live in with Amazon prime, everybody's expecting their packages to get there in two to three days. And so when it's not there in such a time, short time frame, customers get frustrated. Um, yeah. Like for example, I ordered a, a couple of shirts and stuff from a brand. It was a hundred dollars plus and it took me 10 days to get to me. And like for me buying something that was like a hundred dollars plus, I felt like it should have gotten to me a lot faster than, you know, a week plus. Yeah. So it's one of those have- things that just, yeah some sort of flow after that to say, Hey, sorry, it's delayed. We, we like two day shipping too. We're just so backlogged right now. Give some sort of a justification for, for it. Right. It's all about that customer journey, whether it's post or pre, it's just whatever you can do to help make it easier for consumer. It's better. So now that we were going to talk about packaging, just because it's coming up so much recently, and I feel like there may have been a, a tweet or, or a post that had inspired this conversation. Is there, is there anything coming up that you want to, to wrap up on? No, you know, packaging can be really easy, but it can also be extremely difficult. Um, the biggest thing with packaging is it, it kind of depends, obviously, if you're, if you're a food product or if you're, um, you know, a toy or a, um, a shower wall, like whatever it is, it, it, there's all different verticals within packaging. But like the biggest thing is you need to shop around from packaging suppliers because one supplier for the exact same that you might need will cost you say 15 cents. And you could find someone across the States that's maybe 12 cents. You can look overseas that's eight cents. And so just kind of looking at the pros and cons of each one, you know, obviously if you're getting them overseas, and I'm sure, you know, you went through the same verticals. It's like overseas is cheaper. Sure. But then when you start adding shipping and logistics and supply chain, it's like it can become the same price and also take, you know, four times longer. Well, that's and you. It's a lot harder to go and do QA when you have to go on a trans-Pacific flight and and actually get there. And that was yeah. one thing that we found. But for us, it was weird that there were so many brokers that were doing it. And that's the other thing, too, is that when you're you are sourcing packaging, make sure that it's you're actually talking to the supplier and not just a broker going through because there's so many people deciding 25 to 50 points on top of it. All of a sudden now that, that eight cent bag is 16 cents, but you've gotten quotes from 12 to 20 cents. So it it feels right. But what you're getting is, and I think that our cost on these bags were probably about 12 cents USD landed. I want to say it was 15 cents Canadian. But even then we had a couple of issues. Like if you, you look really close sometimes on the white of the, the logo, you can kind of see through a little, little bit. Sure. Which was great. And then just a couple of other things too. So it's just, uh, you, you never really know. So sometimes you think you're saving money, but then you're, you're not. So, yeah. Well, even with like the broker side, so we were fortunate. We never got into the brokers. Uh, we always got direct to, you know, direct to the supplier. 
But even like today, there's some platforms out there that actually make packaging a lot easier, like Lumi. I don't know if you've ever looked into them. Um, we use them for a bit, but never actually got an order through them. But like Lumi is a platform where you could search if you need bags, if you need boxes, you can literally submit a quote and have suppliers contact you. And Alibaba is kind of the same way where you can request quotes. But Lumi is kind of a newer kind of US based one, I think, that works fairly well. And it's really kind of intuitive to use too. Oh, really cool. Really cool. We'll have to check them out and make sure you're subscribed because Jared and I are coming back for two more episodes of Pit Stop. Triple Whale is doing some amazing things nowadays. They're developing just a huge range of tools to help your brand stay informed and scale. And Whale Mail is where you can get all these details. So head over to triplewhale.com and sign up today.